save the king! Hello and welcome back to Pod Save the King. I am your host, Anne Gripper, and I am joined by a very well-turned-out Russell Myers today, Daily Mirror Royal Editor. I nearly said Royal Fashion Editor then, but <laughs> that is a promotion I don't think you're quite ready for, but you are all... I'm ready for it. Give me the reins. Not quite suited and booted, but definitely wearing a jacket no, and a tie, Russell. I mean, I pretty much am. I mean, my mate, I've got a sort of... You casual, can't, you can't wear those shoes. suede shoes. They're a bit fashionable. These shoes. I should have worn the brogues. I've been in, been in the company of Her Majesty the Queen, and uh, a lot of uh, comments. Me entering the uh, the office. Have you been in court? What have you done? Why are you dressed like this? Who are you seeing? <laughs> are you being, have you been sacked? I mean, it's quite a good answer. I was seeing the Queen. Actually, actually, I actually. was. So yes. we'll, we'll talk about your visit to see the Queen very shortly, and lots more to come in the show as well as we catch up on. Um, how the king is getting on as he continues his cancer treatment. It was great to see him out and about on Sunday with a big wave. And then also, obviously, the big kerfuffle of the last 24 hours in the space-time continuum is Wednesday afternoon of the the new Sussex.com website. I mean, it's a new website, but it's causing absolute um, new, outpouring New website, of same game. I mean, yeah, gosh, it's uh, created quite the stir. So let's get into it. Well, not quite yet, because we have to start with the queen, because you've actually been out and about doing royal things with royal people Russell. i have yes what have you been doing yes i have um oh, well, i've been with the queen in shepherd's bush shepherd's bush is in west london i have been to a fantastic um spot called the kindred studios it's sort of an artist collective sort of a place where they've brought in um people uh who have sort of fallen out of society some people have been homeless some people have been drug addicts who have still got amazing artistic talents and want to express themselves through art they've got young people who have won bursaries they've been really supported by local community and from sort of big benefactors and you say, you go to these sort of places and you wonder why are we here I mean, not only that. There's, you know, obviously, you read the uh, the sort of pamphlets of the the, the op notes, and um, the charities are very impressive. But you think, why are we specifically here? And it's not um, necessarily a patronage of the queen's or the a member of the royal family. And it quickly became clear because as soon as Camilla got in, she was exuberant to the extreme, talking to the CEO, saying, "My daughter came here for an open day recently, and she said I had to come down." And so we were like, "Well, it's all made." sense and then if that wasn't even uh, enough it turned out that her equerry um ollie plunkett um his mother is a celebrated artist called delia plunkett and she was exhibiting in the space as well and she's a really cool person because she has um sort of been a uh not only an artist but she's worked with in film producing music producing she's worked with david bowie adele the prodigy rage against the machine queens of the stone age and now she does sort of crazy um interesting taxidermy and puppet art it is off the wall there was this two there's in a glass case i've set the scene for you a glass case two taxidermy mice facing off on each other one's blown the other head off and it's blood splattered across the glass (laughs) and you can see her telling um explaining to the queen exactly what this is and and they obviously know each other because they greeted each other like warm old friends and uh and camilla's sort of like oh extraordinary i'll take this one home (laughs) yeah absolutely yeah so um you know the weird and the wonderful and it was a it was it was a it was a very interesting 
visit. And I like those sorts of visits because you've got sort of the great and the good. And you know, remember the royal family, you've got people who are connected to the royal family as well. But you've also got youngsters talking like school age children who are so artistically um, um, incredibly talented. And they've been brought into this community hub where you've got a guy who is a master craftsman. He's been working on the Cutty Sart for the last 12 years. You've got other um, refugee artists, a guy, a guy from Nigeria who had painted this insane um, sort of 10 foot by 10 foot picture of his two baby twins and he's explained to the queen about when he came to the UK and he was kind of destitute and he's um, somebody had picked up some of his art street art and then he's been welcomed into this community so you know if you uh, if you get the chance to go down there if you're in the area Shepherd's Bush West London it's something you've definitely got to check out because they've got a pop-up at the moment but they do have other galleries and it's uh, it's certainly you know when we talk about what value do the royals bring to other engagements why do they have certain and patronages and associations to charities well this is something that they are shining a light on something that has really risen from the ground up and is definitely community based and that for me is the key to what and why the royal family is a good idea oh interesting existential um is there a sense as well that actually the Queen's potentially looking for sort of London things to do at the moment, not wanting to go quite so far afield because her husband is unwell? They're going to and fro between Sandringham and, and town as he has his treatment and things. Is this a, like a short notice? Well, it's funny you should mention that because there is obviously a lot of moving parts at the moment. Uh, um, of course, the King is in London to undergo cancer uh, treatment. We know he's going to be coming once a week. We don't know how many weeks for, but one would assume that the Queen wants to be close by. So she has been obviously travelling with him to uh, Sandringham. They've been spending time there at the weekends and then returning to London. We understand there's going to be one or two days a, uh, a week that they're going to be in London. That will might extend if the King is meeting the Prime Minister next week uh, after parliamentary recess. He still wants to keep those um, personal audiences. However... Last week, when there was an engagement in Salisbury, the Queen ended up travelling, I think it's something like six to eight hours, round trip from Sandringham to Salisbury because the chopper couldn't take off because of bad weather, but she still wanted to do the engagement. It was a musical extravaganza. She didn't want to let people down. So she's still very, very keen to get out and be working and to, you know, the old Queen's adage, be seen to be believed, keep the show on the road, as it were. Um, however, there's two, two engagements still tonight. Uh, there is one tonight, sorry, there is a celebration of Shakespeare this evening where she's going to be meeting the stars of stage and screen. We've got Gary Oldman, Dame Judi Dench, uh, Robert Lindsay, Dame, uh, Dame Penelope Keith, Dame Twiggy Lawson, Joanna Lumley. I mean, absolutely packed. So that's in London. And then she will no doubt go and join the King in Sandringham for the weekend after tomorrow's engagement, which was supposed to be in Richmond, West London. And they've changed it to Clarence House, one would assume, so she can be closer to London if the King is staying here and he wants to travel together. Ah. So um, there is a lot of moving parts, I think, at the moment, and it is going to be quite fluid for quite some time. And I had noticed today that there was no engagements listed this week for the Queen on the Royal Diary page of the Royal Family website and sort of pulled someone at Buckingham Palace aside and said, you know, why is this? And, uh, you know, expecting them to sort of fob me off with a... Oh, it's just admin error or something. But it does seem as though they are sort of reluctant to confirm these engagements because there may be moving parts. So you know, will the king spend 
one, two, three nights in London. These sort of things might change. We still don't know the day he's having his uh, cancer treatment. Last week it was Monday. We assume he had it um, either yesterday or today, Wednesday. Uh, so, um, again, when will he be going to Sandringham? Will he go to Windsor? Will he go up to, to Scotland? I suppose this is all part of whether he feels well enough to travel. Of course, he can get a helicopter to Sandringham or wind could drive to Windsor. Of course, wouldn't take that long. Plane up to Scotland if he's feeling well enough. Um, you know, and, these, and this treatment is being described as less invasive, perhaps. Um, not necessarily, one of the quotes was a blitzkrieg. It's more targeted, less um, yeah, sort of grueling on the body. We don't exactly know what it is. But, you know, comes back to the central point is there is lots of moving parts. It does make sense that um, they don't set Camilla's agenda out in advance because if she pops up unexpectedly good thing exactly if she doesn't come where she's expected to be bad thing panic or is the king okay you know and there's no need for any of that they don't you know nobody needs nobody needs that going on um going back to this organization that you've been at today clearly there were some very you know close links i don't want to use the word nepotism but you know it was connections that helped make that visit happen but um, uh, well, you said it i mean but, <laughs> you know, it does it does but, seem a little bit like yes and she's gone to a great charity and there's it's a really interesting engagement but of it course it relies on you being told that these things exist a tip off and exactly it, so in this case it was someone that you know she knew and trusted but presumably anybody if they want to can write to the palace and say we've got this great organization we would love to invite a person to come and visit and then it will go into the big list of you know the thousands of probably requests that they we'll get, get a daughter and you there might get lucky. and then you'll get lucky because <laughs> if you get a daughter there or her son uh, Start if, he, lower down the if he's not open. writing a book for the mini library then you can maybe get the queen to your your charitable organization but no it, I, I make a serious point though russell it does you, you they cannot know everything that is going on all across the country sure. you have they you need to rely on good people to tell you stuff in the same way that you know if i was coming down to your neck of the woods i might ask you what's a good restaurant to go to or which pub should i avoid or you know such like <laughs> well i could any, any, anything i could fill you in with clearly. those definitely but you're right i mean we're just having a bit of fun but Laura had obviously been there for an open day. She was um, absolutely enamoured with it. And you could tell they had discussed it because the Queen knew exactly what was going on there. It wasn't necessarily like she'd been briefed. She knew who she was speaking to because of that second re-information that she'd been passed. And she was interested to meet the certain storeholders and the people who were exhibiting there and the people who have been helped and had bursaries and the young people. And it was, it was, it was very much like not a box ticking exercise. And I think that sometimes when you get these royal jobs, it can be like, you know, a bit of handshaking, a bit of, Oh, isn't that great? And you're being helped what out. Do you and do? yeah, what do you do? Precisely that. And this was very much, she had really been fascinated and, uh, and interested she, about it. Did she get asked about the King? Did everybody want to ask her about the King? Or Nobody did they get briefed did. in advance to say, no, you mustn't ask I about mean, the King? Perhaps, listen, I don't know that, but I think that she might get a little bit tired of the questions about the king. We had it last week. I think it was to be expected. You know, Prince William made the the um, the reference to the messages of support and he'd said something after being asked a question by one of the journalists going into the London Air Ambulance Gala. That's fair game. And I think that for William, his wife's out of hospital, his father is going through cancer treatment now. Um, for Camilla, she responded a couple of times last week 
But I think we're in a different sphere now. She can't be asked it every time. There was a private engagement after the public one today. So maybe I would imagine people will, when the press aren't around, ask her then and she would be willing to respond. So whether they did or they didn't, I think, you know, how many times are we going to write the, you know, the Queen said the King's doing well. It's it's kind of moved past it a little bit now, I suppose. Well, particularly because we obviously had the statement from Charles himself, himself yeah. signed off, Charles R, uh, at the weekend, which, shall I do my King voice? I shall I try it I out? No, uh... okay, for another time. Anyway, I would like to express my most heartfelt thanks for the many messages of support and good wishes I have received in recent days. As all those who have been affected by cancer will know, such kind thoughts are the greatest comfort and encouragement. It is equally heartening to hear how sharing my own diagnosis has helped promote public understanding and shine a light on the work of all those organisations which support cancer patients and their families across the UK and wider world my lifelong admiration for their tireless care and dedication is all the greater as a result of my own personal experience and you can very much it's it sounds like it sounds like him that is his you can imagine him saying those words i mean i haven't done my king voice but i can hear it in my head we can all hear it we, we can, can all, all hear, hear it, it. you can but all I apply think, your own yeah, interesting the, the three points are talking about you know thanking um the, the the broad church of putting his arm around you know people suffering with cancer by saying as all those who have been affected by cancer will know well he knows now and, and talking about the you know, the comfort and encouragement talking about how his diagnosis has has promoted that greater understanding I think it's really important because the fact that and I keep being asked this question why don't we know what cancer he's got why hasn't he uh, spoken about it will he speak about it will there be a statement well I don't think you really need to necessarily know. I mean, that's pretty private medical information. It is that broad church of everybody who's got cancer is kind of in the same boat. It's a devastating diagnosis. Whenever you hear that word, it's people's worlds do fall apart until you get an understanding of your treatment plan and what your prognosis is. And that's very, very private. And I think he's right to, to treat it as a form of cancer. Um, and that all well, the palace have said that it isn't prostate cancer, and again, that sort of removes that from the the scenario. Um, but I, I, I honestly think that him speaking about it, as we've heard from the NHS, as we've heard from countless charities coming out and talking about it, that it will help countless people because it is getting tremendous coverage. You look at how we have covered um, Fergie's cancer diagnosis. Um, with breast cancer and now million melanoma, now the Kings. It's very, very much in the royal consciousness. I think maybe he will have taken a leaf of out of her book. We know that they've been, you know, talking, bonded over their uh, their recent um, separate diagnosis, and it's um and it's very interesting to see that he has broken the mold really for the senior royals to come out and speak about it. Whether he, you know, let's hope there's a situation before long that he is. Uh, in remission and he's in a good place that he wants to talk about it and he says you know it was only caught because the you know, the early signs of my prostate exam that I spoke to my daughter and a doctor and I recognized those signs and uh, and it got me the help and that's why I'm here today I mean wouldn't that be an, an amazing message and you mentioned about Fergie it's good to see her looking you know well and enjoying herself in America this week and uh, you revealed that you know they'd been exchanging messages and uh, you know that genuinely those sort of messages of support and good wishes are ones that have come from 
Fergie as he had been in touch with her previously. Well, I think you, you tell by the um, his own statement. And I think that the both of them, I mean, this started with the King writing to, to Sarah Ferguson when she had her, her own cancer diagnosis last summer. They have had an exchange of letters. I'm told both finding great comfort in the, that exchange, both tremendously fond of one another. You only have to look at the fact that she was invited to Sandringham, sitting at the King's table, as it were, and for Christmas. And um, and and I think he, he views her as a great survivor and somebody who has had an awful lot to deal with stood by his brother um, in, in, in recent past and he stood by her. And even though Fergie was exiled from the royal family, I think from my understanding, Charles saw her as, as a victim um, a lot of the time. Some of her own doing. Let's not, let's not be funny about it. But they, they, there is a real bond between them. I think it's, I think it's very sweet. It was really good to see the King on Sunday making that usual walk to the church at Sandringham with the Queen. Big wave, looking pretty perky overall. I mean, I know we spoke last week about would would he do the walk? And if he did do the walk, would would it be covered in the way that it normally is, given the sort of um, wish for privacy as he undergoes his treatment? But I think because that bit of the Sandringham estate is is a space that the royal family share with people. I think it's kind of, I felt it was all, be, it would always be normal to to cover that. And it was great to see that he was well enough and feeling good to, to go to church on Sunday, not least because it's a big and important part of his, his world and his routine. Well, it sort of sends a, it sends a message, doesn't it? And again, seem to be believed very, very much um, of his thinking at the moment. He's very much willing to travel in the state Bentley when he comes back to Buckingham Palace to drive to Clarence House. Then, and my understanding is, when he goes to his appointments, he is not going to be seen in the the uh, the, the car with all the glass, with big glass windows. He's going to be rushed in and out, you know, separate cars. Um, but you know, he he does want that association or that connection if you will with the with the public by saying you know I'm all right and I think people will want to see him whether they then start putting pictures or video of his his meetings his audiences with Rishi Sunak is on the table it is again a very movable feast at the moment because we don't know how he's going to be affected by his treatment he doesn't know I'm sure the doctors have said listen this is the treatment plan but he's a 75 year old man very fit and healthy otherwise. Um, and th- again, things may change. So I think I think people have kind of got to calm it down a little bit. You can imagine me speaking to the news desk, can't you? And the editor saying, like, we've got to calm down because this is going to be drawn out over several weeks. Camilla isn't going to be speaking about it all the time. When, when William is back at work, he will probably be asked and he will respond. Yeah, I've spoken to him and he's doing really well and we're all rooting for him or whatever. But it's going to be a drawn out process over a period of weeks. And I think we kind of need to, you know, wait and see what happens a little bit. Everything has always been moving at such a pace over the last few years. <laughs> it's, you know, who did I speak to today? I said I was speaking to someone... Um, from uh, a publishers that we're, we're tr- trying to work with. And um, and they just said, like, in the last few years for you guys, five, six years, well, let's say since Harry and Meghan got together, 2016, so we're now six, seven years, it's just been utterly relentless. And I think then you look at, now we're into the, the roles of health as well, the Duke of Edinburgh, then you had um, the Queen, 
their health woes, both in passing away. Now we're into the realms of the king dealing with his ailments as well. Let's hope that this is a very short, sharp illness and uh, and he's back on the road to recovery so we can kind of get a bit of normality because it is very much up in the air at the moment. And I think that you know, with the big tours... You know, the Wales's tours um, cancelled, of course, Princess of Wales being in hospital. It feels a little bit disjointed at the moment, but once it all calms down, after Easter, hopefully, we will be in a better space. But the Wales's were over at Sandringham as well, possibly also a reason maybe that Harry didn't get invited up there. I yeah, don't know yeah. exactly when they went there. Well, I do think, you know, it's up, it's up to him what he does, isn't it? Because um, he has corporate deals. He has um, He has to have a way of making money, and we don't, necessarily know what they are at the moment or what the landscape is for for them in the future exciting projects as uh, as megan keeps saying but um i think he came over saw his father it was a brief meeting first time they met in 16 months you know, unduly criticized for coming over and seeing his dad so yeah he went over and did um a, a big nfl gig afterwards what was he supposed to do his father's eight thousand miles away and um and he's got to get on with his life so um, coming back to the Waleses, they are in Sandringham this week. They're spending some time uh, in Norfolk at the uh, Amber Hall, uh, which is which is positive because Kate, obviously being well enough to travel, um, we understand she's going to be spending time with children and the king. They're going to be popping over and whatnot. But that is a positive step because obviously she is in the road to recovery. Not going to expect her back at work till Easter. If they hadn't gone, I think people would have been questioning, ah, Kate isn't well enough to travel. She is obviously still laid up in bed, but you know she's obviously well enough to to make the journey. And hopefully, a nice thing for granddad, grandpa as well to see the grandchildren. Well, for their own recoveries as well to have some, you know, bit of fresh air, rest, recovery, seeing your family. Good to know they're up at Sandringham and Kate is well enough to travel. Have you chatted with our friend Ian Vogler, our snapper friend? Because I think he was up at Sandringham on Sunday yeah, was, in terms yeah. of what the vibe and the mood was there and the kind of the, the turnout, I guess. People I've, t- arriving I've, to try and hopefully see well, it was the Queen. More, the king. more of a crowd. And I think that um, people were expecting possibly he might come over and say hello, but he's not doing public engagements at the moment. It, 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 bigger infection risk, you'd imagine, even though he's outside. And um, I th- think people were pleased to see him. And interestingly, again, Sandringham is shut now till April, the church. So one would imagine we're not necessarily going to see him walking to church. Uh, there will be private services, again, we imagine. Um, so whether there will be this picture opportunities, onlookers, I'm not sure. Somebody probably tell me this. Is this a regular occurrence? Until is it normally shut till after Easter? Right in if you're uh, if you're in the Sandringham area. It's something that I've, I've only just seen this today. Actually, that the, the church is going to be shut till April the fourteenth. Is that a regular occurrence? I mean, when is Easter? After it's, it's before it's, that. It's end that of seems March. unusual. So unless maybe That's they're doing it, maybe some... they well maybe they've shut it because you've done a couple of instances. You know, like, like I'm talking. There's a pattern here. Camilla's been asked a couple of times. She's responded. Uh, we've had a statement from the king. Now we've had a couple of church walks. Will that be it now? Will he just be allowed to um, get on with his uh, his recovery and his treatment? As well he should be. We'll see. Um, so you were mentioning about Harry getting a bit of unfair criticism for his flying visit. Um, so I think it's time to bring in our listeners' views from last week's question of the week.
which was whether, well, how they were feeling about the prospect of a reconciliation after Harry's um, Harry's visit last week. Um, Anna said, slim, given the new website launch, which we will come to in just a moment. Kim, non-zip zilch, stop over in Vancouver today longer than he did with his father last week. But... Karen on the flip side said, how did his father only give him 30 minutes? It breaks my heart. I wouldn't visit again. And that was a feeling shared by Michaela. Um, I mean, the mood overall was generally not optimistic, particularly with the website. Um, there was quite a lot of cynicism about his motivations for coming, which I'm, I'm in your camp. I think that's really a bit unfair and I'm prepared to give him the benefit of the doubt on it. Um, but there was definitely a feeling that if there is going to be a family reconciliation, it needs to come with Charles because William will be a much harder um, harder person to, to win over, really. Kelsey Bridgman was saying, coming from a large family that is very close, I'm always pro-reconciliation. Life is too short. But looking at it from the other side, I don't know if I'd be able to trust Harry. That was a theme that kept coming through as well about the trust um, phase. Danica, sometimes it's okay to just be related and not fantastic friends. Leave it alone. And Deborah, please stop pushing for this. He can never be trusted with any confidences. That's so kind of two sides of the same coin of um it's just you know it, give it up essentially putting me back in my box um katarina if, if it happens he still has to reconcile with the public so it's not just necessarily the family reconciliation but has is you know uh, there are two camps we've talked about it before the people who are kind of you know well up for harry and megan doing their new thing and then the people who feel they've they've abandoned the the royal family really pamela walters harry can never be trusted by the royal family again as a result there may be infrequent appearances but never a return to royal duties or close relationships among his family he deserves to be ostracized for his lack of respect and inappropriate comments he is mr irrelevant and then a long-time listener first-time messenger who wanted to remain anonymous anonymous had initially been hopeful about chances of reconciliation then the launch of this website using the royal crest is in my view deliberately inflammatory the palace needs to shut down use of the royal crest immediately it's not appropriate and devalues the royal brand michelle adriano says unlikely the minute will is king those titles will be gonzo i mean th there isn't any appetite at the moment to take away their titles or there hasn't been do you think there could be in the future no i think you know it's just sick of the aggravation to be honest i mean that is definitely the mood music i get from the palace it's like you look at this website it's look at you know we're talking about coronets and coat of arms i know more about coronets and coats of arms than i care to know for the rest of my <laughs> life over the last 24 hours but the, the the website is a big talking point because it's like them remarketing themselves them they're obviously doing a massive new push megan's got a new podcast on the agenda i said in my review of the year and what's the come she should get into podcasting See, having totally forgotten that I'm she had already gonna, done podcasts just gonna put it out there if you are listening megan and you want to know how to do an award-winning <laughs> heavily followed you know amazing <laughs> podcast we are at your service but I think that they are trying to remarket themselves. They've got a big job on their hands because they've been so um, so divisive, I suppose, over the last couple of years. And whether they are trading on their royal connections, which I definitely do think they have done in this website. You look at the fact it's linked from Sussex Royal. It talks about uh, their associations with the, with the royal family through their Duke and Duchess titles. They talk about their children, Prince Archie and Princess Lilibet. I mean, that is 
absolutely unnecessary in my view. They could have just said live with their two dogs and 15 chickens and their two kids, Archie and Lily, in California and keep it real. Now they've, it real. But they've now elevated themselves to, you know, this is the office of, which is very ex-presidential. It's got a... The coat of arms, Megan's coats of arms, by the way. We'll come back to the coat of arms. There's so much to talk about with coat of arms. Anyway, I do think that they, there is uh, an issue for the palace that they almost don't want to tackle because they are so exasperated by it. They just think, you know what? Unless they've got bigger fish to fry at the moment, you've got two senior members of the royal family who have been hospitalised or are recovering or undergoing treatment. You've got the business of. The Queen, who is 76 years old, packing in engagements like never before. You've got the issue of tours being cancelled, major tours to British realms that are being cancelled. Um, and so, maybe I should correct myself. I don't think Canada is a British realm. It's a Commonwealth realm. I'll get, I'll get pulled up on this. Anyway, so I apologise to our Canadian cousins. However, you know what I mean. But let's let's look at the evidence for the palace. They've got an awful lot on their plate. And dealing with the Harry and Meghan show is not on the agenda about now. But from Harry and Meghan's point of view, it doesn't necessarily matter if you're divisive. If you're playing to your base, I mean, Trump, Trump knows this apart from anything else. If you've got enough supporters who like what you're doing... To a certain extent, it doesn't matter if other people are, are unhappy about it and carping about it. And you you don't necessarily have to please everybody. I mean, you know. You can't please all the people all the time. I mean, th- that's pretty much where they're at, isn't it? You, you're gonna, you, I just look at the comments on social media. I mean, that is generally a sewer whenever you're discussing Harry and Meghan. But they're one way either either or the other. Because if you go on, you know, the picture Michelle Harriman shared, which is the portrait announcing, it was used to announce the podcast, um, you know, podcast play with Lemonada. It's, you know, what a great picture. And it's, that is sort of Sussex, pro-Sussex followers and because you know Michelle Harriman is a friend of, friend of the Sussexes, regular photographer, you're going to get those those pictures and um and see that and see that there and you know there are people who are enjoying what they do and to a certain extent like fine get on with it you do your thing do you have your aprons and uh, like they do they do do some nice things it is royal-esque but we're assuming it's royal-esque because that's the background they've come from so the um yeah but it's that but is that in keeping with the agreement of them being allowed not allowed being (laughs) just uh, leaving the royal family um, in the way that they did, with the understanding that they wouldn't trade on the royal connections. I mean, we could talk about this till the cows come home, and I don't intend to, but I think with their essential points here, I thought the, you know, I spoke to um, Hugo Vickers yesterday, and he'd said that it was um, it was just extreme what they've done. It's, it's, it's going against everything that they had kind of promised to do. Um, and it, it, I just... I I I really do think that everything that they've said to uphold, I'm reading it now everything they do will be to uphold the values in um sorry of her majesty then going on to the, you know, seek financial freedom now um you know now putting duchess duke and duchess of sussex on the website the detailing the children's titles um I th- I I do agree with um with Hugo it's uh, exploitative in the extreme he told me and I, I I do I do agree with that I think there is a way to do it 
maybe they did do it with Archwell and that's fallen pretty flat. I mean, that's gone by the wayside. They've still got, you know, production arm and charitable arm, whatever, but it's Sussex. We are the Sussexes. This is what we're trading on. We are not Harry and Meghan. We are members of the royal family. But I think I can't remember who it is. It is their it is their name essentially is what the royal family said. That, that is how it how it stands and and what they can use, you know. So that's well, the, that line, is the lines who are blurred, are. aren't they? Lines are blurred. And it, the website itself, I mean, it, it's like everything they do. It's very glossy. Um, it did quite remind me in styling of the old Sussex royal, even with the, like oh, the, the colouring of it. It's exactly almost. the same. I mean, it's 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 slick and it's a brand, and I get it. And it's it's it's. Great. I really like the presentation of it. And you can almost feel as though if none of the nonsense over the last couple of years had happened, that that would have been the vehicle. Like, okay, listen, we're just gonna we're gonna go and do our own thing, but we still we still want to uphold the values. We still want to do stuff with the Commonwealth, we still want to have an association. I don't I think if they'd gone away about it in a different way. They could have had all that. They could have absolutely had it. And it is all that classic thing of saying, we think this thing over here is terrible, but we're still going to use the names it gave well, us. Well, that's the issue, right? That's, that's the issue. And, and, and then the argument is, is that all they've got? Let's come back to the coat of arms, though. Well. And because, you know, I had no absolutely no recollection of Megan's coat of arms, and it is Megan's coat of arms that has been used, which has been suggested as that's why they can sort of get get away with it in some ways or somehow but it's not it has not been updated to reflect that uh, harry is now the son of the monarch as opposed to the grandson of the monarch and it took me quite a long time to spot which of these sort of five little white tags which are only meant to be three little white tags well, now. Let me i've forgotten their official name but essentially i mean I had <laughs> they're to look called at it labels for, labels they're called labels I had to look yeah. at it for ages but if you imagine that you've got a horizontal flagpole off which this coat of arms could be hanging at some stage. Like if you were a, a knight with a lance and you've got your colours hanging this. off you the end. Exuberant. Yeah. And uh, it would be how many little bits you use to hang it off. That's how it is in my head. As you can tell, I'm not a heraldry expert. Well, I am. So <laughs> so I, I was doing so much of this yesterday and it is and it is absolutely fascinating because you know Megan was given a coat of arms her family was not given a coat of arms and at the time when William and Kate got married the Middletons were given one but Megan's weren't and BP fudged it because they said oh well they're Americans so they don't get one and nobody really knew whether that was a bit of a fib or a fudge or whether that has ever happened before um and so it was fudged we were also busy and everybody yeah, really delves into these sort of things. Yeah, coat of arms, she's got one. Her and Harry will get one. And so when a when a, a woman marries into the royal family, she takes on her husband's half, half of his... It's, it's impaled. Is that what it's it is? Back, we're back yeah. to the last. We're back to the last thing. So she gets her own half and he gets his... Uh, brings his half over because he's got his own coat of arms and then they get another joint coat of arms somewhere down the line the Waleses have their own coat of arms as well um now interesting and it was probably because the time frame i think the Waleses didn't get theirs for two years after their wedding then there was a bit of a you know maybe there was a bit of a feeling in the palace these lot are these lot are off so don't give them the coat of arms because they're going to use it for corporate ventures or whatever but um, they then didn't get their joint coat of arms. So by using Megan's, it's kind of is a fudge by not using Harry's and then trading on your royal connections because is Megan strictly a royal coat of arms? Don't answer because I can answer. It is a royal coat of arms. And that is what the College 
of arms say that yes it is a royal coat of arms so there goes the argument are they trading on their royal connections well absolutely they are because they are using a royal coat of arms they're using the m and h cipher that they had on their letterhead and note paper. That's still on the website, talking about Harry and Meghan, the office of the Duke of Duchess of Sussex. Again, we could go on and on and on. I think um, it's also look interesting to look back on... So Meghan was involved in the designing of her coat of arms and the things that she chose, so the blue for the Pacific Ocean and some golden lines to represent the sunshine, and then um, quills and a songbird to represent communication. But when you look at it now, I mean, quite often animals in heraldry aren't really you know you're kind of like nice friendly soft pet style animals like a lion i basically i'm going to say it does look like quite a squawky bird now when you look at it it's just gonna open the curtains to that in the morning i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm I'm just gonna leave that to lie there but clearly they are as you said having a new push new rebrand new year new projects new well you're talking about megan being very involved in the previous website or i mean her fingerprints for me are all over this you know i mean i need her to write my linkedin profile i think because it's talking about you know not only their sort of uh, business and philanthropy efforts easy for you to say but talking about her being a feminist and a champion of human rights and gender equality megan lists herself as being named as one of the most influential women in the world i fancy this for my for myself i know you need my someone twitter who's bio pre- someone who's prepared to blow your own trumpet i mean i can do that so um she's a uh, most influential woman in the world and the rankings include time magazines most influential people the Financial Times, 25 most influential women, Variety Power women, British Vogue, Vogue 25, and just one sentence referring to her marriage to Prince Harry. So maybe it's, she thought, well, I won't trade them. He got his own page on the website. I, mean, I don't think that matters. This is about four pars. This is, you know, nearly a book in itself. But it's, I'm being facetious. But it, it, it is it is interesting. I think uh, Megan's fingerprints are all over this, and it is a big rebrand. But listen... I can't knock it because I'm a fan of the website. I think it looks great. Who, you can check who did it. Maybe article. I'll, how much it's going to cost but, to get my own website? But they did the tick. They did Archwell, so they are familiar. It says here we go. Made by article. Article. If you are listening, I am in the market for a website. Can anyone build me a website with uh, with my own crest <laughs> oh, and cipher? Come on, you're turning into Harry and Meghan. This is not like pitch to sort um, your life out in this. Okay, <laughs> we'll be here all week. No, um, although. Uh, well, we need a question of the week, though, don't we? Okay. We need a question. And, well, before we come to that... What should be on Russell's coat of arms? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Question. Oh, I'm taking that one, yeah, Russell. Yeah, we, we can have it. Let's have a bit of fun. What would be you like? kind. Hashtag be kind. But we'll have a bit of fun with it. What should be on my coat of arms? I mean, you can do my coat of arms while you're at it. Oh, yeah, you let's have to. both. The pod, save, the pod save the king coat of arms. Anyway, all suggestions welcome. And... Russell, I'm reminded that we didn't cl- we didn't clear up last week. Um, Mrs. Myers's favourite royal, oh. who she would have be, who she would be inviting to an event. To, I uh, mean, there's absolutely cupcake. no question. Mrs. Myers would just we give her right arm and kidney, one of her children, to spend an evening with Fergie. <laughs> she is, oh, she's obsessed. She's obsessed. We we have big Fergie Fergie fans in our house. Excellent, excellent. Um, Russell, joyous to catch up with you as ever. Um, it sounds like there will be, will be hopefully some more royal engagements coming down the line over the next I few days. I think so. We're, we're, we're out of the sort of uh, half-time um, lull 
um, next week. So, yeah, we'll expect to see the Prince of Wales back at work. Back at work, back at work. Looking forward to seeing you, William. Enjoy the rest of half term. Listeners, thank you for joining us as ever. Look out on Instagram for our question of the week and send us your suggestions for our coats of arms. I dread to think what this is going to be. We've opened the Pandora's box. Now. I know, I know. Be well, kind. And then we'll maybe speak to our newspaper artists and see if they can do it up <laughs> for us as well. You've got to go on the website. Be fantastic. Uh, brilliant. All right. Well, lovely listeners, I hope you've had an enjoyable week and we look forward to joining you again next time. But until next time. Pod save the king. 